0: Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, how about an actual hockey game? The Sens' five-day break is over. They're hosting the Los Angeles Kings tonight at the CTC.
1: And now that Pierre Dorian is no longer
0: with the Ottawa Senators, who could be some potential replacements? We'll discuss all that and more. This is the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day.
1: Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators.
0: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: I'm Jake Sanderson and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Schlitzler, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast.
0: Welcome inside episode 908. Of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, you can follow Locked On Senators on social media. We're at Send Central on Twitter, Lockedon.senators on Instagram. The show is free and available on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube, where a like, a subscription, and a comment go a long way to helping the show grow. Not only comment with us, but comment with each other, getting a community spirit in the comments on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. For now, just in the US. Today is Thursday, November 2nd. And Pilsy, where were you when you learned yesterday that Pierre Dorian was out as GM?
1: Well, I mean, we knew about this earlier thanks to the streets and the conduit of the streets in uh, Lulim's Martian at Lulim's Martian tweeting it out before. But... Now that the news was finally made official, I was working away on the farm. Another farm day up ahead for me. So this was big news that uh, I was not able to jump on the live reaction with you and Martian, but you guys crushed it as always. And this was uh, this was just classic sense. Like there's always something going on, and I think you got a feel for Michael Anlauer. and I think Sense fans were endeared towards his reaction and thought that it was appropriate. Like. Ian Mendes saying, since fans are are wondering why this is, is coming on your table here and is your fault to deal with when you weren't even part of this. And he's like, yeah, I'm wondering the same thing. A trade that happened years ago and was supposed to be case closed is now not only we're being punished, but we're losing a first round pick here. Like this is a big deal. And then you start thinking, well, was he aware of this when he was in the process of buying the team? Apparently, it was downplayed as a non-issue. And again, another great Ann Lauer line. I don't know about you guys, but a first-round pick is a pretty big issue to me. So there was just a lot of things where it was refreshing for Sens fans to see kind of uh, a guy uh, reacting appropriately in front of the media while also remaining professional, right? Like, he didn't cross any lines, but he made it clear that this is crazy that this is all coming onto my table after I've only owned the team for like 30 days. Like it's, it's wild that this is what he's having to deal with so soon into his ownership.
0: Well, and he said it right off the bat being like, Hey, the first, the first few weeks were awesome. This was <laughs> yeah. great. But now Honeymoon hey, stage. he's back down to earth. It wasn't all bad for Michael and Lauer. As the reports came out yesterday, he received $250 million for, ten, for 10% of the Montreal Canadiens which, I mean, he was almost kind of leveraging himself when he bought the Senators, right? Because that what he paid for the Senators would then, in turn, increase the value of the other organizations. So I'm sure that he knew what he was what he was getting into or what he was going to get out of the Montreal Canadiens. So that came across the wire, kind of got lost yesterday in all the uh, <laughs> events, for lack of a better term. But with Pierre Dorian going out, Michael Anlauer just saying, like, he couldn't think of an appropriate punishment that would hold his employees accountable less than it costing him his job. Like it it was negligible or negligence that caused this to happen. I'm with Ann Lauer and many Sens fans. Like the Sens traded him in 2021. Like th- that was the summer after the, the all Canadian division. They had him in, in their organization, Dadanov for, for almost a full year. And just yeah. never never knew. It, it, to me, like, I know two teams wanted a pound of flesh. Another direct quote from uh from Ann Lauer: The ducks would have gotten a second round pick out of this, conditional second round pick. And that's where, like, why wouldn't why wasn't it just a second round pick? But you know what? Bad boys of the NHL now, as Michael Ann Lauer is kind of, you know, letting everyone know that it was not all right the way that. The, the league handled this and the Shane Pinto situation. I think the Shane Pinto discussion, because this was the first time Ann Lauer was speaking to media since, since the punishment came down, 41 games. Probably my favorite part of the whole press conference, really having his players back and knowing that he's going to come back a better person, a better player, and that they're standing behind their guy. So I, I found that that loyalty there. On a day where someone's leaving the organization after 17 years from being a director of amateur scouting, assistant general manager director of player uh, personnel and then ultimately the general manager it's good to see that like the new regime it's not like they're trying to like get out of everyone and you know doing the vegas method where it's like there's no loyalty it does feel like that's there this is just an accountability of you you make a certain number of mistakes that are quote avoidable you have to pay the price well and he
1: also mentions that look if
0: this was a organization
1: that had a president of hockey operations, then at least there's another person collaborating with Pierre Dorian on, on these trades. And just another set of eyes on it, you probably have someone saying, hey, we, we got to make sure we include this no trade list or no trade clause, right? And I agree with you. I like that Ann Lauer is backing Pinto because one of the things from his opening press conference, Ross, that we really kind of magnified was he focused and emphasized on being a player first employee first type of uh, owner. And that's how he wants the rest of the organization to run. So he's not being here like, well, Pinto messed up and he, he uh, deserved it. And you know, like he's not putting, kicking Pinto while he's down. He's saying, Hey, he's getting the help he needs. We support him when he's going to come back, et cetera. That's what you want. Now, speaking of loyalty and players first, also having DJ Smith's back like DJ Smith, like the Pinto stuff, the dad stuff that's not on DJ Smith. And from what Ann Lauer sees and said, the players are still loyal to him. It's not a lack of effort that they're losing these games. So firing DJ Smith just to fire him would not be a player first decision uh, unless he had a, a appropriate replacement already ready to go, which I, I don't think he has. So that was another positive. And, You might say, "Okay, well, being loyal, he just let go one of the most loyal people to the Ottawa Senators of the last like two decades. Pierre Dorian's been a part of this franchise for 17 years. Well, at a certain point, you got to say the way this team is being run by Pierre Dorian does not reflect how I want things to be run. I'm speaking as Michael Anlauer here, so we can't move forward here. And he still did it in a respectable
0: way. And Steve staos Steyos had the direct quote on the coaching staff, but the two of them were up there. Um, Steve staos talked about bearing the lead a little bit. Steve staos will be the interim GM until a new man is appointed, or woman, is appointed the position. So, with that said, right now, DJ Smith, head coach. I said yesterday on the live stream he can start looking into dinners in Sweden. He's not being fired before Sweden. No chance, in my opinion. I think you reassessed December 1st at this point after a 20 game sample size. Well, I think the key here,
1: Ross, is uh, if I'm not mistaken, DJ and the rest of the coaching staff are on their last year of their contract. Right. Right. So for me, it would even if things go off the rails and even if things aren't the way you want, hiring a new head coach doesn't make a lot of sense because the new general manager is going to want to bring in his own guy. So if you do, if you hire a new head coach now, he's basically a lame duck waiting to be chopped by the incoming new GM. Because the new GM is going to want his own guy. And that's that's fair. Like If you're going to run a team, you're going to want to pick how that team is going to be coached and you're going to want to pick the person that you think is the right person. So I, I unless we start seeing... It's very blatantly obvious that these players don't want to play for DJ Smith anymore. I don't anticipate we're going to see uh, a coaching firing here. Maybe, Ross, what we could see is maybe some new assistants being brought in just to take away some of DJ's uh, DJ's toys, DJ's guys, just to kind of implement new systems around DJ. But as long as the players are, are still supporting him, I think he's going to remain the bench boss here.
0: Jeff Merrick from the Jeff Merrick Show and 32 Thoughts podcast had an interesting quote. I would imagine Daniel Alfredson's position with the Senators will become more clear in the next little while. So, hmm, we'll keep that in mind. But who could some replacements be for Pierre Dorian? Who's going to be the next Senators General Manager? We'll have that conversation and a full game day preview still to come. You're listening to Locked On Senators.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Mary J's. Guys, Mary J's is a locally owned cannabis dispensary in the ottawa area it started off with three best friends making a life-changing decision to open a store they slept in air mattresses on the floor of the sales room just to make ends meet they were grinding and through hard work and dedication they've had success and now have four stores in the ottawa area and a store in Coburg. guys for everyone in the ottawa area their locations are in riverside south orleans greeley and russell so lots of different spots mary j's offers the best and newest products in the market with many new additions to the menu every single week. Whether you're a rookie or a grizzled vet, they've got whatever you need. Mary J's offers competitive pricing. In fact, they will price match any store in Ottawa. That means you're guaranteed to get the best price around at Mary J's. Mary J's offers the best customer service as well. They're always willing to assist you with all their friendly bud tenders. One of the owners, Dashy. Diehard Sens fans, absolute beauty. So go to the, one of the stores, say what up to Dashie, pick his brain about all the newest products they have to offer, and chat some sense, Guys, check it out. Mary J's.
0: Today's episode is also brought to you by Sleeper. Picture this. Tim Stutzla scores a hat-trick. The Senators win the Stanley Cup. And if you want to win 100 times your money, play daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app. These are all possible scenarios for this season, but you have a chance at winning big. You need to play daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. Sleeper is the official daily fantasy app of the locked on NHL network. Sleeper is our top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. With studs like Brady Kachuk, Claude Giroux, Drake Batherson, and Jake Sanderson, all you need to do is more or less pick stats. For these stars, choose stats like goals, assists, saves, plus-minus, and more. You heard me, Sens fans. That's a hundred times payout on sleeper. So start pay- paying attention and get your picks right so you can win big. Use promo code Locked On NHL and you'll get up to a one hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's Locked On NHL. See sleepers. Terms of use for details. As for now, only available in the United States. Right, Pilsy, here we go. Speculation season is here. The Ottawa Senators have an interim GM, and I have been trying to connect the dots, finding who played with Steve Steos, who is in management roles now, who is connected with Michael Anlauer, because if there's one thing I'm nearly sure of, there's going to be a connection somewhere along the line. They want to bring in their own people. Who to you? stands out as a top candidate for this position if you were on indeed who would you be looking for yeah well hey indeed only matches uh
1: candidates that have uh, job skills that fit the resume so definitely we're gonna have that here well I gotta I gotta turn to Elliot Friedman I know I often reference him but he is the top insider and he tossed out a couple names here for now he's
0: the top sends insider
1: yeah well I didn't say sends insider we all know who the top Sens insider is. Um, but he threw out Peter Shirelli. You know, I don't, I don't love it. I don't love it. Uh, if if Shirelli was to come in in an advisory role or something like that, I think I'd be okay with that. Uh, and that, that certainly is a possibility as they're trying to beef up the staff here.
0: And we were saying that Peter Shirelli's first job, yesterday we were saying on the live stream, go check it out. Um, we were saying that Peter Shirelli's first job with the Sens was as a legal assistant. I don't think that Dadinov situation happens under Peter Shirelli, But maybe well, some of that, That's the thing. Like, that's, uh,
1: you want him as an advisor, but I don't think you want him calling all the shots. That's just me personally. Uh, and then uh, Elliot Friedman brought up uh, Matthew Darsh. Uh, I think that would
0: be someone that could be a good candidate, obviously. Uh, he's one. Who is Matthew Darsh? Because I feel like that's a name. It's a, it's a hot, sexy name right now on the GM carousel where, you know, it's like you're trying to get your first ticket. Whereas Peter Shirelli's just spinning around the Ferris wheel. He's, he's like, I'm not getting off. I paid my ticket and I'm staying on here. You know, they're always bringing back the same old people. Whereas for Matthew Darsh, he's like an up and coming young GM. So what's his deal? Yeah, so he's been the Director of Hockey
1: Operations with the Tampa Bay Lightning since 2019, and now his current title is Assistant General Manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning. So this is a guy that's been in an organization that has had a lot of success when he's there, and kind of, you know, when you're trying to create a best-in-class organization like Ann is trying to do in Ottawa, having people that have achieved success and the Tampa Bay Lightning are... Have been basically a dynasty since Matthew Darch has been there. So that's a good guy to add to the staff. Whether he's going to be again, I'm not sure what kind of role he's going to be in. But if he was looking at a guy to be a general manager, I think that's someone that could be a good candidate.
0: It's not the be all end all, but it's definitely not a bad thing that he's French as well, right? You yeah, want to be able to. Steos is an Anglophone. I feel like if you get a, a Francophone in the mix, there also very solid. This to me though. It trumps that easily. And this is the quote from Julian Brisebois on Matthew Darsh, who has interviews with several teams to be their GM. But this is what Julian Breezeball has to say, who's the general manager in Tampa. Quote, he's got phenomenal personality, really good people skills, really good emotional intelligence, his playing background in the NHL, but also in Europe and the minors, and a player who only established himself in the NHL around the age of 30, shows a lot of resilience, persistence, and dedication to the craft, and a passion for the game. If given a chance to run his own program somewhere, I'm sure he'd do great for the same reason I know he does great in the role I have for him. His leadership skills, his people skills, his expertise in the game of hockey and management in general make him a really strong candidate for leadership positions in any organization, particularly the NHL. The entire article is by Joe Smith on The Athletic. You can go read that. It's from the summer, but everything still stands true. I would I, I think I'm on the Matthew Darsh train here, Pills. Yeah, I think yes. you know, a guy who has experience winning. What happened in 2019? The Lightning got swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Matthew Darsh comes in. And they went two Stanley Cups. So obviously, hey, connect the dots. Is that the only reason? No, but it's certainly a guy who has experience. And he has experience with a team who's been up against the cap for a number of years. And they have to be creative to have enough cap room so that you can call up whoever you want and not be playing a man short in games. Like they put Vasilevsky, I believe they put someone on LTIR and had the exact, I believe, two cents. two dollars dollars left to sign Austin Watson to fill out their their roster
1: well and look at what they did uh whether you like it or not with Nikita Kucherov on LTIR with those famous t-shirts 18 million dollars above the cap for playoffs like I mean that was all within the rules and they're not getting fined a first round draft pick for doing that heck they won a Stanley Cup while doing that so that's what you like to see that's what you like to see
0: um Matteo Darsh would be a very solid candidate, but Pilsey, uh, Elliot Freeman snuck in a third name that I think would catch the attention of many Sens fans.
1: Yeah, I mean Jason Spezza was that third guy he snuck in there. I don't think Spezza's leaving Dubas's side. Uh, he was with him in Toronto, followed him to Pittsburgh, and at this point, I don't see it happening. I'm not against it, like Ross. When Spezza retired, immediately single uh, at least I was saying I, he would be a perfect assistant GM for the Sens, hoping he would come back home. But in, not only did he not come back home, he went to the Sens' arguably two biggest rivals in the Leafs and the Penguins. So that's,
0: that's tough. We were um, talking the Guy Matt, though, and, and Matt has told us before, like Spets is go- he's going to be a GM. This isn't something like, yeah. oh, he played in Ottawa, so he might be a GM there. Jason Spets, within the next five years, will be an NHL GM.
1: Oh, and I think that's his goal. Even while he was playing, Ross, everyone was talking about how this was an obvious career path for him after he retired from playing hockey. So it'll be interesting. I don't think he's going to leave Dubas just yet, but it'll be interesting for sure. Now, before we move on. Cut the cord, Spaz. Yeah, honestly, let's go. Before we move on, because there is a game tonight. Thank God we have a hockey game to talk about. I'm sick of the off-ice stuff. Postcast
0: afterwards, Martian and Pillsy will have you covered.
1: You got it. Um, I do want to wrap up with a positive sandwich for Pierre Dorian here. First, Pierre Dorian, I, I think is a great person. Like we've had him on the show three times, very candid with us, uh, willing to give us his time, always gives us good answers. We've even had the opportunity to chat with him off the record at the rink at Sed and Stev camp. He was telling jokes with us. He was telling us kind of behind the scenes stuff and, you know, like he just had respect for us and we were able to kind of chat with them with ease. It wasn't like an awkward media, uh, executive, uh, management relationship. There was none of that. So for that, I want to thank Pierre Dorian, uh, now the middle of the sandwich here, there were a lot of times where unprofessionalism was kind of uh, shown. Players have said they didn't always think that Pierre Dorian was kind of the the most professional guy. Uh, like he's a bit of a goofball, and that and that shows nothing wrong with that. But at times you need to kind of put your business suit on and not mess around or try to make jokes and uh, and do things like that. There's a lot of head scratching trades that didn't work out in his favor, but. At the same time, there's trades that worked out in his favor as well. That's that's the nature of trades. You're going to win some, you're going to lose some no matter who you are. And then finally, to wrap it up, if there's one thing you're going to give uh, credit to Pierre Dorian for, is he did a damn good job of locking up the core pieces here. Like Tim Stutzla locked up, Brady Kachuk locked up, Jake Sanderson locked up, uh, Jonas Korpisala we'll see how that goes, obviously just in the first year here, but a long, long-term deal there as well. So That's one thing you got to give him credit for is he got all those key players locked up to good deals. And the next general manager coming in here, hopefully there's no more fines or suspensions happening, but they're going to be set up in a pretty good spot. As far as key players, star players go, they're just going to have to plug in the rest of the pieces here. So I just wanted to get that out there about Pierre Dorian uh, as a kind of wrapping up uh, his time here.
0: No, it's, it's a really good, good comment. I, I'd like to have this conversation down the road a little bit, but how many of those pieces have to still be in the organization for Pierre Dorian to get legitimate credit if this team can become a Stanley Cup contender and even potentially get it done? Like, does it have to just be Sanderson and Stutza, or does it have to be, you know, a fourth round pick like Drake Batherson? Because you're supposed to hit on the big picks. It's not always easy. And just ask the Montreal Canadiens; it's not always easy to hit on top five picks. But he absolutely hit all three of those out of the ballpark. But yeah, you got to hit on them
1: and you got to draft them. But you don't want to be signing three guys to uh, over eleven million dollars. That puts you in a lot of trouble. So you got to give him credit for getting a good deal there.
0: We just we just knocked down the, the Leafs and and Habs in, in quick succession. Love to see that. Um, sure we do. With that said, I think there is something poetic about the last thing Pierre Dorian did publicly with the Ottawa Senators was honoring Craig Anderson, who was his mentor, his predecessors, like best one of his best moves uh, was Brian Murray bringing in Craig Anderson, and and we know how much Brian Murray means to Pierre Dorian. So I think for that to be his last public appearance as Senator's general manager, I think there is something kind of, you know, closure with it. It's like, you know what? That's great. And, and yeah, I uh, just echo your sentiment. Nobody can say Pierre Dorian didn't care about the Ottawa senators. He cares. Yeah. Pierre from
1: Orleans cared about the Ottawa senators.
0: Damn right. So we'll leave it at that. We've got a game day to, to, to get to a full preview. Uh, the team that Tim Stutzla should be on, eh, probably the New York Rangers, but otherwise, at the draft, the decision was Quinton Byfield or Tim Stutzla. Well, where are they at now? Let's have that discussion and preview tonight's game, keys to victory, and will Artem Zub play? We have the answer next, Locked On
1: Senators. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network and North America's number one sportsbook. Also home of Pillsy's Parlay of the Day. I'm going to pull up my parlay here. Um, FanDuel is the top spot if you want to get any bets in on football, hockey, basketball, baseball. It's We're in that sweet spot, Ross, where now all of these sports are happening at the same time. You absolutely love to see it. And the best place to get in on any of the action is FanDuel, especially if you're a new customer 150 dollars in bonus bets with any five dollar money line bet that's 150 bucks if your team wins so if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel there's no better time to get in on on the action now Pilsy's parlay of the day today is over six and a half goals both of these teams are among the best in goals per game LA and Ottawa Tim Stutzla. Anytime goal scorer, he's played LA four times, but no goals yet. I want to see Timmy get on the board there. And both of these teams love getting off the hot starts, especially the Sens. So both teams to score in the first period. Put all those three together, you get plus 506 odds on FanDuel. So guys, check it out today. It's FanDuel. Use code LOCKEDON. Visit FanDuel.com slash On and get started. Get in on the action. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
0: Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Shawarma Palace. You know how much we love Shawarma Palace. Every time I'm in Ottawa, I'm at Shawarma Palace. I always love the platter. I always get the chicken platter, but you can get anything you want at Shawarma Palace. Beef, chicken, falafel, or you can go crazy and get the Shawarma poutine at Shawarma Palace. But. Pilsey loves his sandwiches, keeps them nice and clean. They're stuffed with everything you'd expect. The pickled turnips are delicious. You get the uh, the garlic sauce in there. You get the, the shredded lettuce. Everything is just so perfect, whether it's a sandwich or a platter. It's the only place to go in Ottawa for Shawarma since 1997. Started with one store, and now they're up to seven. You can go check out all their locations on their social media. Shawarma Palace, Ottawa, where you can find all oh, the goodness. The only the only disclaimer I'll give you if you're following them on social media is prepare to get cravings every time they post something new cuz it looks delicious, it tastes delicious, and you're supporting local, you're supporting an Ottawa Senators forward community. So get into Shawarma Palace, go eat it today and go eat like a royal. Go eat at Shawarma Palace. And the Ottawa Senators are doing a hiring search right now. So they
1: should check out Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in the same place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills. Why would you do that when you could do it all on Indeed? Find top talent fast with Indeed's powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. Don't spend time waiting. Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their description the moment they sponsor a job right away. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes match your job description and you can invite them to apply right away. Indeed does the hard work for you. Sponsor a job and boom, Instant Match shows you the best candidates. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. <laughs>
0: All right, Philzy, here we go. It's a game day. Do you remember how to do these game day previews or what?
1: I can't like we're talking about the Ottawa Senators ice hockey team, right? We haven't talked about an ice hockey game in what seems like forever. So uh, let's get into it. A game day. I'm fired up,
0: Ross. A week tomorrow because the last game was on a Saturday. So we Definitely. did the preview on Friday. It's been nearly a week. We had to remember who's on the team and this LA Kings team. They're good. Okay, Mm -hmm. like there's no there's no way around that. So I know the first game back after a long layoff, back to back road games, not always easy. But the Senators are going up against the L.A. Kings. The Kings are five, two and two on the season. And they're getting production from every single line on their roster. Before we get to who's in their lineup, I also want to touch on, well, a revenge game of sorts. And it could be a revenge game both ways, Pilsy, because the Ottawa Senators are likely going to start Eunice Corpusalo in this game. And the LA Kings are going with Cam Talbot. Cam Talbot had a note before practice yesterday saying that it was tough being injured three separate times, including at a training camp when he was with Ottawa. Tough to gel with the new team. He goes on to say that's a great group over there. You meet a lot of guys throughout your career that you're going to be friends with, and that group is no different. So I look back on my time there fondly, but I'm here now, and I'm looking forward to playing them on Thursday. There was nothing consistent about Cam Talbot except for being inconsistent in Ottawa. He had some games where he was the best player on the ice, and he had some games where he's the worst player on the ice. So I don't know what to expect from him this season, but I'm very curious to see how he responds because he played he played well enough in Toronto. The the Leafs were just, you know, flat out awful in that game. But He's doing his thing, man. He's got some great performances under his belt so far this season. He's got a 4 2 1 record with a 9 14 save percentage. Yeah,
1: I mean, honestly, if you're a goalie, LA is a great place to go because this is a team that even their forwards are very defensive minded. Like you look at Copatar, you look at Philip Deneau, even Pierre Luc Dubois. Like these are guys that have been touted for their defensive uh, attributes, especially Deneau, well, obviously, especially Kovatar as well. So if you're a goalie, that's a good place to land. And even their decor, not a lot of offensive defensemen there, a lot of focus on uh, proper defensive structure. So Cam Talbot is liking his new home in LA so far.
0: The Los Angeles Kings, who are on the second game of a four-game road trip after this one, they'll head to Philadelphia and then Vegas on the way back California their lineup is expected to look as follows Anze Kopitar at center between Quinton Byfield and Adrian Kempe Pierre-Luc Dubois is between Kevin Fiala and don't call me Alexi Lafreniere his name is Alex Laferriere the third line is Phil Deneau between Trevor Moore and Arthur Kaliev the fourth line is Blake Lizotte with Carl Grundstrom and Trevor Lewis on the back end Mikey Anderson is with Drew Doughty Vladislav Gavrikov is with Matthew Roy. And Andreas Englund, former senator, second round pick, who scored his first NHL goal on Monday in Toronto, is playing with Jordan, don't call me Nick Spence. In goal, Cam Talbot expected to start. Phoenix Copley is the backup. We know the LA Kings are very well coached as well. So this is just an LA Kings team that you got to bring your best against every single game or you're going to get embarrassed as Todd McClellan is the head coach of this team. Fifth year with the Kings. Yeah, definitely
1: it's uh, there's a lot of experience here mixed in with some youth when you're looking at guys like Byfield, Kaliev, uh, Blake Luzon all those guys. So this is, a, this is a tough team. There's no way around it and it's going to be interesting to see how the Senators after being on a break so far go up against a defensive minded team like this.
0: Who is your lookout player? On the LA Kings. My lookout player on the
1: LA Kings. is going to be Quentin Byfield, Ross. Uh, look, noted, I know
0: winger Quentin Byfield.
1: Yes. Yes. Noted winger hand up. I was big on the Byfield train in the 2020 draft. That's the guy I wanted for the Ottawa senators. We talked about a line where he's centering Brady Kachuk and anyone else, but just having those two big players as uh top line guys. I thought was going to work out great. And at the time, Tim Stutzla was still not sure, is he going to be a center? Is he going to be a winger? But Quentin Byfield was a guy like everyone's like, with this size, he's going to be a centerman in the NHL quickly. Well, wouldn't you know, he's on the wing and Tim Stutzla is a bonafide number one center now. So that's strange how it's worked out. Now, Quentin Byfield, it's taken more time than I think most people thought for him to adjust to the NHL game. But he's having a nice season, Ross, in nine games, two goals, four assists, and is a plus five here. So he's a big, big frame that's going to be tough to deal with now that he seems more uh, accustomed to the pro game.
0: And I'm kind of tongue-in-cheek saying, like, oh, on the wing, right? Like, Ottawa's got their big left winger who who can get in the corner and muck and grind. But look at the center depth on the LA Kings. Kopitar, Dubois, and Deneau down the middle. Like, that... That might be the the best one, two, three punch in the league. There's teams that have a better one, two, but yeah. to add Philip Deneau is that defensively responsible forward who can still produce offense. Trevor Moore is out to a great start this season as well. Like they they're getting contributions from damn near everybody on their yeah. roster this year. Uh, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to get too cute with my lo- lookout player. I'm going with Drew Dowdy because the bounce back in his career has been so impressive. It felt like when, when, L.A. started going down the tubes and started rebuilding. He had those back-to-back-to-back seasons with points in the 30s, but the defensive game wasn't as strong as it was when he was getting his Norris trophy that still should be Eric Carlson's. But uh, that to say, he's bounced back, had 52 points last year, and is already at six points in nine games this year. Heck, he's got four goals on the season as well. So Drew Doughty's my lookout player. Expect him to play 28, 29 minutes today, do his thing, and... Uh, it, it's it, I liked with the NHL and Drew Dowdy's uh, uh, main character of it because he's entertaining, he's funny, he's always chirping. Like, he's the kind of guy where you buy your ticket to go see Drew Dowdy play. And um, I, I don't know if he'll ever truly get the respect at this point in his career. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I've kind of been in, uh, in Sens land where everyone's kind of been knocking him down over the years because it's like Carlson better, Carlson better. But like this this guy's a Hall of Famer, right? Like There's no question Drew Dowdy's going to be a Hall of Famer.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. Especially like you throw in, uh Cups, yeah, Stanley gold Cups, medals. gold medals, Norris Trophy winner, longevity. Like, yeah, it's games, you
0: know how many games he's played? I guess say eleven hundred. Yeah, eleven 1, hundred and four. Oh man, I was close. Whew impressive man so yeah drew Doughty's my lookout player here when we're talking about the la kings but i do want to give some stick taps as well to andreas Englund because he did not look like an nhl defenseman when he left the ottawa senators organization he went to colorado played the minors a bunch there a little bit in the nhl and now man he, like he's a heavyweight like he is yeah, fighting yeah. heavies in, around the league and we saw him fight uh in in belleville we knew he could throw him but he he's playing an everyday role in the NHL. So credit to him for, for grinding it out and making an everyday NHL out of himself. So that's yep. the LA Kings, how they're going to look in tonight's game. And as we go to the Ottawa senators projected lineups and of note Pilsey, I changed it because we got the news. Artem Zub out in tonight's game, not playing, not ready. And Hey, as much as we'd love to see Artem Zub back, this is not the type of injury that you want to rush. I want to see him continue to skate. He's been skating seven out of the last eight days. He's been on the ice. So keep healing up and be back at a hundred percent. So the decor is a little bit in flux. I put Travis Hammonick back with Jake Sanderson just because I know that there's a relationship there and they've played so much together in the past. And while we saw Clevin play with Matt and Palo, in the last game. So we expect Matthew Paolo to draw in on that third pair. I'll run through the lines here that we expect tonight, Pilsy, and then I want your locked-on player to watch. The Citizens voted, by the way, for their locked-on player, so let's get to ours after the lineup. Tim Stutzla with Brady Kachuk and Claude Giroux. Josh Norris with Drake Batherson and Vladimir Tarasenko. Ridley Gregg between Dominic Kubelik and Matthew Joseph. And Rourke Chartier with Parker Kelly and Mark Kaslik. On the back end We're thinking it's going to be Sanderson with Hamannick, Chikrin with JBD, and Clevin with Matien Paolo. All signs pointing to Eunice Corpusalo starting against his old team. I love it. Back
1: to both goalies having a revenge game of sorts. And uh, look, Corpusalo looked great up against Pittsburgh, so I'm glad he's getting the nod here. Ross, my locked-on player... Tim Stutzla, let's stick with the 2020 draft theme. I, I had mentioned I was on the Byfield train at the time, but hindsight is 2020. I am glad that that's not how things worked out, and the Ottawa Senators got Tim superstar Stutzla because he's the guy they needed. And I mentioned it uh, in my FanDuel ad read: four games up against the LA Kings, four assists. Let's see Timmy pop one on them just to. Just to have a little victory lap here. So Tim Stutzla, my lookout or locked on player, rather.
0: Yeah, four assists for Tim Stutzla in four games against LA. Most notably, people remember that backhand sauce that he it's put so nasty. right onto Claude Giroux's tape in overtime last year for the Senators to get the win in Los Angeles. So that's a great pick, Pilsey. And uh, you go back to I think it was Dominic Bach, a prospect for the St. Louis Blues back then that was like. Pack your bags. You're going to Hollywood, Timmy, right before the draft. We saw that. Yeah. We told Timmy. We said, hey, how close did you think you were to going to L.A.? They obviously have German connections. Marco Sturm was yeah. an assistant coach working in the organization. I believe the L.A. Kings owner also owns a DEL team, not Mannheim, but a different DEL team. So they would have seen him. They would have scouted him. They decided to oh, go yeah. with Quentin Byfield. So Tim Stutz, a great locked-on player to have there, Pilsy. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to go with, with my my gut on this one. I'm going to go with Jacob Chikrin because sometimes it's not about the guy that you have, but the guy that you want. And last year at the trade deadline, the Ottawa Senators ended up getting Jacob Chikrin. And it seems, by all accounts, that it was between Jacob Chikrin and Vladislav Gavrikov. They end up getting Gavrikov. They re-sign him to an extension. It, everything worked out just fine for the LA Kings. But Jacob Chikrin has been... A monster this season for the Ottawa Senators. Four goals. That's absolutely sick. And you you look at just what he's brought stability-wise with his skating. I know some people are talking about maybe wanting a bit more from him defensively. I think he's been just fine. He's plus two on the season. He's playing to almost 23 minutes a night. You can expect that number to climb a little bit here without Thomas Shabbat. Because in the two games so far, obviously Shabbat finished the game against the Islanders. But did he really? with the injury suffered there. Chikrin played 28-12 in that game, Pilsy, and then 27-14 in the first mm. game without Shabbat. So expect Chikrin to carry a lot more weight than he has it has needed to so far this season, but with eight points in eight games, man, if he's providing offense, that's that's the number one key from the back end without Shabbat. So I'll be locked on to Jacob Chikrin tonight. And the citizens have voted on Twitter where every day, every game day on locked on, Senators send central. We will be putting out a poll asking which locked on player are you watching tonight? Pelzi, this is the closest one so far, though. Brady Kachuk Ooh. gets the win at 35%, 30% say Jake Sanderson, 17.6% say Drake Batherson, and 17% say Jacob Chikrin. What are you hoping to see from the captain tonight? I mean, now that uh
1: Lemieux isn't here to distract him and uh bite him, I should say. He should have a good game, and so oh, it's changing live as we watch. I always love to see that, but <laughs> I just want to see Brady Chuck do what he does best. And you mentioned it uh, up against Quinton Byfield. That's going to be an interesting matchup, and I just want to see him play a physical game. They've seen Camp Talbot. They've got uh, they've got inside read on him. Get lots of shots on net and just lead this team. That. It's been a while since they've had a game, so I need him to pull everyone into the battle with him.
0: The keys to victory tonight for the Ottawa Senators start on time and apply early pressure. There's been a ton of goals for the Ottawa Senators and the LA Kings in the first period. The Kings are second in goals scored in the first period. Sorry, third with 12. They've scored 12 goals in the first period, but they've also given up 12 goals in the first period. So in nine first periods, there's been 24 total goals in LA Kings games. So that's chaotic if you're Ottawa try to make sure they're on the wrong end of it. So I've got to apply early pressure as their number one key to victory tonight against LA. And Ross, that's why it was part of my parlay.
1: Both teams to score in the first period. The Sens have been scoring first. They've been scoring in the first period as well. So definitely take a look at that on FanDuel. Now, second, best players need to lead the way. We've already talked a lot about how good defensively this team is. So the only like, guys like uh you know the fourth line guys probably aren't going to be able to do much here but the stars like all of our locked on players brady timmy jacob chikrin they got to dominate they got to break through those defensive structures and they got to find a way to be successful here
0: the ottawa senators power play has scored goals in five straight games sorry scored a goal in five straight yes. games and i have to be clear Because I want to see it be a little crispier. Like they're getting, they've literally got one power play goal in each of the last five games. Wouldn't it be nice to get two or three? Like they got three against Philly and they, they easily, excuse me, easily won that game. So for me, it's like, okay, it's about how you look on the power play too. And, it's just been discombobulated a little bit. So now that you know the 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 roster hasn't changed, and I mean Shabbat, yeah, he comes out, but uh, you know you've gotten reps with Josh Norris here. Like I want to see them score two or three on the power play tonight. I think it's possible the LA Kings penalty kills middle of the pack right now. They've got the pieces to have a great penalty kill, but uh, if I'm Ottawa right now, I really need to see that power play lead the way and let's let's build off of not allowing a power play goal in the last game against Pittsburgh because they had allowed a power play goal in three straight games before that, including the three they allowed in Detroit. So win the special teams battle, but in particular, be crispy on the power play. The Senators come into this game, four wins, four losses through eight games on the season. Whereas the LA Kings, yeah, they've taken another step in the right direction. They're five, two, and two in nine games, third in the Pacific division. Pilsy, any final thoughts on today's show? Well, I'm just so
1: glad we have a hockey game to talk about here, Ross. Uh, it's It's been too long. It's been too long for the Ottawa Senators. So I really want them to get off to a hot start so that uh, we can put all this off-ice stuff behind us. Uh, final thoughts for me. You gave a birthday shout-out yesterday. Again, happy birthday to your mom. So I will do the same. Happy birthday to my amazing girlfriend, Simone. Shout-out, Simone. Happy birthday. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, that's worthy of a round of applause. But, no, that's great. Happy birthday, Simone. It's a it's birthday week on the show. Yeah, big time. R- Rachel's birthday isn't until March, but remind me on the uh, the 24th that the next day I'll, I'll give a little hat tip there as well. So, yeah, great day to do a postcast as well. I'm sure Simone will be celebrating with the postcast as well. So you can tune into that after tonight's Ottawa Senators game. Tonight's game, we got a 7 or 7.30 start here tonight. 7. Pete. 7 o'clock start. From the Canadian Tire Center in downtown Canada, Ontario. The Senators are minus 110 here, according to NHL.com. So strange they put the odds on NHL.com, but that's the end of here. They were it. even on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel. Get the best number available. Go to FanDuel if you want to throw a couple on the game tonight. My final thoughts is it, it really is a new era, it's a trickle down. Like they, they made the move at the very top with the owner. Then they made the move with Cyril Leader to lead the business side. They made the move with Steve Steos to lead the hockey side. And then we're just starting to see change come all the way down. Best in class is around the corner. But tonight, let's focus on getting one single win. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you afterwards. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators Podcast. Your team, every day.